Lynn Scrivener from Speak Life. We're doing Reading Between the Lines, and our phrase for today is bone of my bones. Bone of my bones, which is the first line of the world's first love poem. Uh, Adam bursts out into this love song when he sees Eve for the first time. We thought about Eve and the creation of Eve yesterday. Uh, how Adam was put down into a death-like sleep, his side was pierced, great violence was done to him, and then out of that his bride is formed, and he's raised up and she's raised up to be brought together, and then this is what he sings. Genesis 2 from verse 23, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Some of the older translations says, this is at last bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. We're also going to read another kind of love song, and it's in Zephaniah chapter 3. The prophet Zephaniah, writing centuries before the birth of Christ as our brother, uh, Zephaniah 3 from verse 14, Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands hands hang limp. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So in Genesis 2, we've seen that it was not good for the man to be alone, which um, is a striking thing for the Bible to say, because up until that point, everything in creation had been good. God looked at everything at the end of every day and said, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. And then in day six, he said, it's very good. All the creation is very good, but all of a sudden we find something that is not good. It's not good for the man to be alone. Now that's interesting because Adam, um, made in the image of God, he's meant to picture God to the world. And yet it's not a good picture of God for Adam to be all by himself even though he has a garden of delights all around him. Still not good. Even though uh, he has a whole universe to rule under his feet, it's still not good. Even though he's got the challenges of work, even though he's got the the excitement of exploration throughout the world, that's not enough. Even the companionship of swans and dolphins and baboons and wombats and poodles and all these other creatures, they they are not enough to solve this aloneness either. Adam, standing over the world as ruler, by himself, is not a good image of God. It's not good for the man to be alone. He needs to have someone beside him. If he's going to be a good picture of God, he needs someone beside him. Because what we're going to learn from Genesis chapter 2 is three things. We're going to learn that God is love, history is a love story, and we're headed towards a love song. God is love, history is a love story, and we're headed towards a love song. And the first thing we're going to learn is that God is love because, listen, Adam needs a counterpart beside him in order to start picturing what God is like. It is not good, it is not a good image of God to to have simply a ruler who can do whatever he likes with creation. There are a lot of religions out there um, where that's a good image of what God is like. God is a powerful one who stands over the creation. But in the Bible, that's not a good picture of the actual God, the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible is love. You know, God has always had counterparts. You know, the Father has always had the Son and the Spirit. The Son has always had the Father and the Spirit. The Spirit has always had the Father and the Son. There's always been give and take back and forth. 
Um, God is love. And so for Adam to image gods, there needs to at least be one other, Eve. But then he's commanded to be fruitful and multiply and have a, have a third. That's what it is to, to be in God's image. And so we have God has always intended for humanity to be uh, a loving communion. Just like God is a loving communion. And so right from the outset of creation, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, God creates the heavens and the earth. And uh, heavens in Hebrew and in Greek and in so many languages around the world is a masculine noun. And the earth is a feminine noun. And that'll be true if you know any romance languages in which nouns have genders. It'll, it'll be the case. I, I bet you if you think about that language, the, the word for the heavens be a masculine word, the word for the earth will be a feminine word, because why? They're meant to get together. It's a love story. History is a love story. It's the love story in which heaven and earth are meant to get together, and then when Adam and Eve, uh, this man and this woman, represent heaven and earth, they get together to show you exactly what God is like and what God is up to. In this world, history is a love story in which there's meant to be this consummation, this getting together, this union. We saw yesterday how Adam plays the part of Christ who goes down into his death-like sleep, has his side pierced, violence is done to him. But out of that sacrifice is formed his bride and he's raised up and she's raised up. This is what history is all about. Heaven and earth uniting in Christ, uniting with his bride, his church. History is a love story, and it's heading towards a love song. That's our verse. Our verse is uh, chapter 2, verse 23. Adam looks at Eve, and finally he sees his counterpart, his opposite number. Finally, he, he, he meets the one he's made for, and he, just, he has to burst out into song. This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He's saying, she's me, but she's different. She's like me, but she's not, and she completes me. But, you know, there's this thing that sort of defies categories, and so you have to burst out into song. You have to burst out into poetry. And this, this is where all creation is heading. All creation is heading towards the time when the man of heaven looks at his beautiful bride and bursts out in song. Did you know that? God is love. History is a love story. And the final happy ending is a love song. Let me just finish with Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. This is what the Lord Christ will sing to us on the final day. We might have all sorts of songs that we sing to each other. That's great. We have all sorts of songs that we sing to God. That's even better. But here's the most wonderful truth in the scriptures. There is a God, the Lord Jesus, who will sing to us. As Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing.